Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Hi, Evelini. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. It's lovely to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. Well, um, I am going to get my trusty little timer ready here. Um, Are you ready to jump in and give us a rundown on what you've come up against here? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, on your mark, get set and go. Right. So I'm a family photographer here in Portland, Oregon. I started my business about seven months ago. And um, I started by doing model calls to build my portfolio. So I did all free work for a while. And then um, as fall hit, I, you know, put my website online. And, you know, as uh, a lot of people I'm sure can relate, you have this feeling that like you're going to put your website online and everything's just going to start happening. Of course. (laughs) But obviously that's definitely not how it works. So, yeah, I had my website ready. I had been posting on social media um, for a few months prior to that. And, you know, just really doing, um, I do a lot as well of community connections. So I try to like uh, reach out to local businesses and see if they would like to have some photos done in exchange for some exposure on their social media page, for example. Um, And I did, you know, I was doing all of that from the beginning and I did get some bookings over the fall because, you know, obviously fall is is the busiest period. So Mm -hmm. everybody's searching for pictures and I did get a few bookings just organically through Google then. Um, And then really after that, things just completely dried out Mm -hmm. and I do know that the the winter is a pretty tough uh, season here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, it's always rainy and cold outside. So I know that there's not a lot of work out there, Uh, but I haven't really had uh, any, you know, I would say real leads apart from a few people inquiring about my prices on Instagram um, since then. And I have continued to work on my SEO. You know, I've been working on my SEO all these months. I have been working on building more community connections. And I have been working on um, things like Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook, make, making sure that I'm um, very, um, that I'm always, you know, present there. But I am finding it hard to keep the motivation going when, you know, there is nothing out there for me. And it's just like, I'm just, you just start second guessing yourself really. Why am I doing something wrong? Is it my work? Is it my, you know, prices? Is it my, and I think that's quite a dangerous place to be because I'm like, you know, you don't want, I I don't know already what I'm supposed to be doing or not. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have to say, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the right things. And the first thing that comes to mind as you start talking about this, first of all, congratulations on launching. Um, 
that is a hard thing. And I totally understand the, like, if you build it, they will come (laughs) sense of like, here's the grand opening. And then (laughs) nobody shows up and it's like, Oh gosh, what, what have I done wrong? Um, and I just want to reassure you that that's a hundred percent normal. Like most of us, when we first launch, it's, there's a lot of cricket time, right? Maybe at the very beginning, somebody will, you know, you'll get a little, a few hits because of the novelty factor. And then it just kind of like, and it's really hard to show up on social media every day and talk about how much you love making photos when it feels like you're talking, like shouting into the abyss, right? So, um, so I applaud you, you launched a business in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) and you actually got some business, which is amazing. Um, and then the, what I was starting to say is the first thing that really occurred to me has to do with your location. And, um, as we talked about before, uh, we hit the record button. My friend Posey lives there in Portland and I hear her all the time talk about how like winter is just a dead zone there in terms of photography. So here's somebody, she's been in business, I think 13 years now and her work dries up during the, during the winter season. So I don't think that you need to be terribly concerned, um, in a realistic kind of way about the fact that you're not getting inquiries during that season. If you're not, you know, the exceptions to that of course are like babies come at all times of year and things like that. But when you're not yet established, it's, you're not necessarily going to be, no matter how much SEO work you're doing, it's hard to get ranked toward the top for that sort of thing. And you don't have a network of people out there who are yet referring you out to other people. All of that will come. Um, but it does take time and it does take some like fortitude on the inside to know, you know, it's not me. (laughs) It's just a matter of like, I have to get found. So it sounds like I said that you're doing a lot of the right things, that community outreach and being involved in your community and letting people know that this is something that you're doing and remembering that telling them once is not going to do it. I mean, when you, um, hear, you know, about a friend of a friend who is having a baby or who has a baby, you know, or a toddler or whatever. And your mutual friend maybe is like, blah, blah, blah. My friend was talking about, she's trying to get her kid into this preschool, whatever the case may be. You say to the, to your friend, like, Hey, any chance that, um, you know, you happen to know whether she'd be interested in photos. Could, could I give you an email to send to her about, a thing. Now, I think it might make sense because you're in that space where you have a lot of energy and the energy is either going to be spent productively or destructively where you're like tear- tearing yourself down mentally. Um, I would channel that energy into doing the things you're doing, but maybe creating some sort of proactive plan for when the weather turns. And I would center it around that, like, we're, you know, I'm going to offer. Um, and, and you would have to decide what you wanted to do. If you're, if you've done your research and you know how to structure mini sessions profitably, um, you know, you could do spring mini sessions and help, you know, people find your brand and maybe it could be, I'm, I'm all about, and I'm sure that you've heard me talk about this before, but like doing something that's kind of outside the norm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you just say I'm offering mother's day mini sessions, 
everybody and their sister has Mother's Day mini mini sessions. So that's just going to be like, well, all things being equal, I've never heard of this woman before. So I'll just hire that other photographer who, you know, has been around for a while. If you instead come up with some sort of fun thing, call it a fun name, you could, you could run ads for it. Although I'm always very hesitant to encourage paid advertising, unless you really know what you're doing, but you've got the time and the energy right now to do some real like guerrilla marketing tactics to get, um, to get in front of people. So I don't think I'm telling you anything that you don't already know. Um, this is not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> but I think that it's important to know that you're not doing anything wrong, that you are sort of at the, um, mercy of the season and the fact that it, we are still dealing with COVID. Um, but I think that, you know, planning something for the spring and then trying to book a more focused thing, and it doesn't have to be an event, like a mini session event. You could also say, I have six session slots available for the month of May. And right. you know, that's what I'm, that's my new offer. So you could, it, it, it doesn't have to be an event. I just think that sometimes that makes it easier to get people to buy in. If you can like mm. give them a thing to sign up for. Um, how does all this resonate with you? What, where's yeah, your that's a really good idea. Actually. I hadn't really thought of that. I had attempted to do many sessions at the beginning, but it's like you said, you know, people don't really know me. So like for them, it was like, oh, I need to go with this one person who is very well known or her. So mm -hmm. yes, that didn't really um, work out. And I think that, you know, it's just the reassurance that like, I am not necessarily doing anything wrong. It's just a question of waiting and continuing to working. You know, it's a, it's a very... Um, specific business where you're just like working not really knowing if anything is you know just trusting that things things are coming right because yeah. if you open a shop you are like you are at your shop and people are coming in and eventually buying a thing or two so you're like okay this is gonna work out or not but it gives you kind of that hope that you know things are improving with time but I just, you know, just like I'm doing all the work, which I'm happy to do. Of course, I really enjoy it. But it's just, you know, sometimes feels like you're just doing all this work and it's not going anywhere. So then, like I said, you just start questioning the things that you're doing. And there is a lot of advice out there, but sometimes it's a little conflicting as well. You know, some people will say charge as little as possible so that you can get the maximum amount of clients, you know at the beginning so that you can get lots of people talking about you and then other people go like no charge what you're worth you know and so you're like which one is it well I would say option C I would say you I don't care whether your photo and I happen to know that your photography is very good but the um <laughs> I hate that phrase charge your worth so much because like I sort of feel like we all are worth a lot yeah whether or not people pay money for our photography is a completely separate issue but I do think that the charge very little at the beginning and work your way up is bad advice. Um, I, you know, I recognize that 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 there are people out there who would argue with that. But I think what it sounds like you've described is the way that I very much encourage people to do it, which is to charge nothing when you're building your portfolio. And then um, when it's time to start charging money, you charge the money 
that you've run your numbers and you know what you need to charge. It's not a matter of what you're worth. It's a matter of what it costs you to run a business and what you want and need to pay yourself. Um, so, you know, I think that that's all fine. Now there are ways to charge less for something because you're delivering less. And that's where the strategy of something like a mini session comes in. So someone is getting sort of an appetizer version of what it's like to work with you, but you're not compromising. <laughs> I have a friend who used to say, um, and he was a wedding photographer, but people would come and say, you know, is there any way that we can, you know, maybe you can uh, lower your prices for this, that, or the other reason. And his response was always, sure. Are you willing to lower your expectations? <laughs> like you're not going to show up and give less than your best. Right. So I don't, I think that changing your pricing is, should only be done when you're also changing your deliverables and what you're, so there needs to be strategy there. I also yeah. think that what happens, unfortunately, as people get into this, um, actually they get into exactly the situation you're in where eight months in, it feels like it's like, if you've ever been pregnant, you know, that when you're pregnant, it feels like a million years from the time you get <laughs> pregnant until the time you have a baby, like every week just goes by like, so, so slow when you have a new business, but everybody else who sees you on the street, is like, Oh my gosh, look, you exploded since the last time I saw you. Um, it's like that with a, with a photography business where when it's yours, and you're every single day, you know, logging into Facebook, logging into Instagram, trying to like check your numbers and all this other stuff. It feels like forever. You didn't open a coffee shop. Somebody can't come in and spend $3 with you. Like it's a big purchase. And it's also not just a money purchase. It's like, now our family has to get ready for photos and we have to clean the house and everybody's going to get a haircut. And like, there's all this stuff that goes into hiring a photographer. So it's a big, it's a big decision. And we can't, we have to adjust our expectations accordingly. In the first year of business, you know, if you get 10 clients who pay your full prices and are kind of your ideal clients, I would say you're doing great. Um, now, some people come out of the gate busier than that because maybe they have a bigger social network or they've been kind of seeding the idea for longer or whatever the case may be. But I think that if you're really building from the ground up, you have to have the expectation that it's going to take a while to get some traction. And everybody talks about word of mouth marketing, and it really is important. What we do is not only expensive and requires a lot of time, it also is a lot, there's a lot of trust there. People are trusting you to make their photo and make them not look bad. They're trusting you to come into your, into their home or near their children. I mean, these are, it's a big leap of faith for people. So, um, so they do often turn to their friends and say, who have you hired? Who do you like? Yeah. So in order to get to that point, you have to just like build up your time with people. Um, have you, with the model calls that you were doing at the beginning, did you feel like any of those were with people that you could envision, like they were good Bluebird clients for you? Yes, I think some of them, yes. At the beginning, I was definitely not really thinking about that because I didn't even know, right, who my client was sure. at the beginning. But uh, definitely, I still continue to do model calls now, uh, even though I had to stop for a couple of months because the weather is just terrible outside. Uh, but I do definitely, 
I am more mindful of that now, you know, and so a lot of the people who I have done model calls for have said at the very least that they will hire me the next time around for sure, you know, and they really are very good ambassadors. Like they always mention my name on the Facebook groups and that's really, you know, nice of them to do that. So it's definitely good, um, a good relationship that I have with my model calls family, my model call families. Great. So it sounds like all the right things are happening. Now you need to give people um, as much as possible a reason to pull the trigger. So if you, um, you mentioned that you're, you know, networking with some local businesses, you have these model relationships with people. I'm sure you have friends and just people in the community who know you. If you get together some kind of offer that has like a deadline or some kind of time limitation and then put the word out and say like, I'm hosting this thing in May or, you know, from I'm offering half sessions in the month of uh, May. I'm just going to keep picking May. Um, If you go back, I think back in November, I did a podcast episode that I think was called, um, creativity during COVID or something like that. It was, um, I have no idea what number it was, but I'll put it, I'll put the link in the show notes. It was, um, a conversation with a handful of people who were doing different kinds of sessions. So that might be something that would be worth listening to if you wanted to get away from the concept of mini sessions, half sessions in particular is the one that I'm thinking of where you're basically splitting up the cost. So it's a slightly lower investment, but you're putting parameters around it that work for you. But anyway, if you then put out the call, because I do think that the other piece of it, when you're really trying to get people to actually hire you is just giving them some sort of like push, the that nudge toward like, now's a good time, do it now. So those are, yeah. those are my recommendations, but also, if I could reach through the Zoom call and just give you a hug and let you know that <laughs> this is all very normal and um, and you're doing all the right stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's lovely to chat with you. And I, uh, I would love to hear, you know, how it goes. And at the end of the summer, fall, I'd love for you to check back in with me and let me know if uh, if you're feeling better about all of it. Oh, well, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> well, good luck. And thank you for for coming to me with this. It was really nice to chat with you. Yes. And you, thank you so much for your time. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.